This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash uberone for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Hello, good evening from me and little mini-me here. How the devil are we all back for the second time tonight? You know, at the start of the season, I thought, if we have a bad season, what I can do is I'll, I'll do a show on the Women's Super League. That will take my mind off things. <sighs> this is Letter Till I Die TV. It's the WSL Review Show. Good it's evening. time! Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts.
TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. All right, Chris. All right there, and I will apologise now. Uh, I have got a dodgy mic. That's him. Very, very dodgy. Uh, so if I suddenly go quiet, uh, it'll be over to my uh, co-host this evening to run it on her own. She will be very, very happy because she's on top of the league. Maisie, good evening. How are devil are you? Good evening, Chris. I'm well, thank you. How are you? Um, well, I've got two teams, one of which was bottom, one of which is bottom. So, <laughs> probably not the best. I don't know how the under-19s are doing at the moment. You, know? you might have to do some under-19s content. Yeah, maybe it's my fault. Maybe that's, that will kill them off as well. Um, finally, lovely to get to do this. We did the preview at the start of the season. And I have got your predictions ready to compare as we go through. We were going to be doing this every week, but with the sad passing of a match and then one or two that we played Monday night, it's kind of, this is the first review. Um, unfortunately, one of the things you did get right, who would be who would be bottom of the league? But you obviously, like I said, well, not obviously, but you are a huge Man United fan, men and women, uh, your details are in the description below permanently on all my videos, but just give people uh, a shout out as to where they can find you. Uh, my YouTube channel is Devils United. Just as Chris has mentioned, I do Manchester United content for men and women's football. Indeed. And if you want to find the Devils United on Twitter, but don't forget, she is the woman with the two underscores. Yeah, that's very, very true. And that's something that uh, Chris learnt from me very quickly. It is. I mean, and, and, and is, I'm not being rude, sexist, and it isn't a euphemism or anything like that. It literally is two underscores before. And it looks like one. Come on, it looks like one. But it's gone. longer than a normal one. Well, thank you for telling me. You know, it's very kind of you. <laughs> Every now and again, it's nice as a man to get told that. Anyway, let's move on quickly before that starts going down any weird roads. And let's have a look. We've got a we've got a bit to catch up on, but we'll have a look at this weekend's games. Um, just the one game uh, to start us off on the um, on 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 the Saturday, Aston Villa women uh, losing out by the odd goal to the other Clarets, West Ham. These pretty much is this the way you would have expected this game to go? If you was looking at last season, most likely probably. Um, but compared to last season, Aston Villa have really switched it around. Mm. I actually think that they've got uh, the second best manager in the league, uh, Carla Ward. I think she's absolutely outstanding. For anyone who doesn't know women's football, I'll just say a quick fact about Carla Ward. She kept. Birmingham City up a couple of seasons ago with only 11 players. Wow. With just 11 players. So it just really speaks levels. And she's been backed with Rachel Daly, which we would know very well from the Euros as well. She could literally play anywhere on that pitch. Mm. She's been an absolute gold machine so far this season. West Ham are quite a physical team. Don't know if you've seen the red card incident for... West Ham, they had a couple of red cards because the manager got sent off as well. But <laughs> there was um, Sissoko uh, was 
aggressive to one of the players. She hit one of the Aston Villa players three times. Hit? Punched her three times. I obviously, I mean, I, I, I thought this was a nice, gentle game. I, I praise the women for winner. When they, when they get tackled, that when they go down, you know if they stay down that they're injured and there's not the 300 twists and turns and rollovers. I didn't realise there was like boxing matches in there as well. Well, Sissoko is one of them kind of players where she is um, very aggressive, let's just say. Wow, wow. Uh, I mean, is West Ham, is that still run? Because I, I remember seeing something, uh, I don't think it was last season, the season before on the BBC. It was one of those that followed match of the day at like half 12 in the morning, I think it was about West Ham was being run by one of the owners of the main club's children. Is that still the case, do you know? Not too sure, to be honest, but um don't have a clue about West Ham, to be fair. No, no, in fact, I, did, I just didn't know, because, I mean, he seemed to have um, no clue as to uh, uh, what they were doing. So, I mean, Birmingham went down last season, but Villa, yeah, they're looking very good so far this season. Um, but... It came to an end, like you say, against West Ham. Um, and then we move into Sunday's games. Now, let, let, let's let do it now and get it out of the way, please. Manchester City 4, Leicester City 0. Now, I've done a couple of watch-alongs with Brad because Brad's really into the women's football as well. And he... It, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about um, about Leicester. We were doing all right, and then we seemed to just sort of capitulate. Mm. You know, one nil at half time because I I was surprised that Manchester City, who were third last season, were actually third from bottom going into this game. You, there's a couple of factors for that with Manchester City. Last season, they actually didn't have a good run at the start of last season, but the reason why they finished third compared to um, finishing in fourth is that they went on an unbeaten run since when we played them in February to the end of the season. They lost, they won every single game in the league, so right. that helped them tremendously. But I've predicted Man City to finish fourth this season, as you already knew, and yeah. they've... they've um, Lost a lot of the key players. Lucy Bronze has moved to Barcelona. Yeah. Georgia Stanway has moved to Bayern Munich. And I must say, uh, Georgia Stanway made me laugh singing Sweet Caroline to the Bayern Munich players. (laughs) (laughs) I read read about that. (laughs) I watched the video. It was funny. (laughs) And Kira Walsh, who I think is the rock of both England and City, has gone to Barcelona as well. Jess Park on loan, who I think is a great player, to um, Everton. And when she played against Liverpool last week, she was brilliant. The only thing is with with the thing is with City, they lost that many midfielders because Jill Scott retired as well. Ellen White she retired, so they've lost these. They've lost already five players. Mm. Um, and they only had I think there's about two midfielders left. So on the last day of the season, De Litchell had to go out to West Ham uh, to their defensive midfielder, Hask... What was she called now? Hasaguara, um, who scored against Leicester. She actually was from Japan. 
and I'm sure she's won the World Cup with Japan as well. Um, right. they went and got her for like a, a good bargain, I think. But I f- and they've got um they got someone from Atletico Madrid near to the start of the season. But I I just think, in my opinion, you don't lose your best players like that. You 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 can't do like it's. I know Kira Walsh was for a very good price for their four hundred k. What makes her uh, the richest, uh, the most expensive transfer in history? But yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't do that if you if you've only got then at that time two midfielders left from from the previous season. Mm. I, I must admit, of course, obviously they got Chloe Kelly there as well. Yeah, and I, I, I was sat there. I got my head in my hands, thinking like, "Oh God, they got Chloe Kerr. She, she was actually very disappointing for me. Mm-hmm. She didn't really get get into the game. But you know, you're looking at it now, and I said, "We we know we're going to struggle. I think that's fair to say. I mean, you you've got us as finishing bottom. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm honest with you, on deeper. <laughs> I kind of well, I mean, you know, it's going to be one of those seasons that we played Everton the other week and it was nil nil up until about the 94th minute. And the goalkeeper decides to fumble it into her own net when going for a quad. I mean, it would have been easier to have just left it and let it go out. But I just think, I mean, one nil we were, we were there, but we never looked like we could get anything from the game. <clears throat> the thing is, with Leicester, if you want to stay up, you need to look at. The, the teams around you to because it's a very hard competition the WSL because it's so narrow and compact yeah. um if you are wanting any chance to stay up in the WSL you need to look at teams like Reddit Liverpool um you'd even look at even Brighton even perhaps Everton because they're a bit sloppy at times you need to look at them kind of teams to try and get points even if you get the odd win somewhere or the draw it, it all counts because when you've only got 12 teams it's like you need to try and get as many points as you can it's not like the Premier League is it where you can afford to miss you can afford to lose a game somewhere yeah I mean I think that was an annoying thing with that one you know that that one nil loss to Everton is if that hadn't have happened, it was a point we would have gained and we were up and running. Um, but I just, I mean, you know, we played Blackburn in the Continental Cup and we mm-hmm. beat them 3 or 4 nil. Now, they're obviously in the second tier. And I'm just wondering, I mean, Leicester, this is only the, the second ever, um, you know, time in, in the top flight. Is Is the championship as hard to get out of? Is it the championship? I might be calling it the wrong name there. Is the second tier as hard to get out of as the championship is in the men's game? Yeah, you called it the championship. It you got it right, but right. in terms of the, it's for me. In terms of the championship, you need to basically win most games to get in because there's some brilliant teams in that league. Uh, Bristol City's a great team. Sheffield United. You know, Birmingham's been in the prem in the WSL for a long time and um another good team physical team is Durham even though there's only 12 teams in there i think mm. it's just a lot more intense in my opinion yes. um just because i think there's still some great players with some quality liverpool got relegated i think it was the 2019 season and they've only just got back up mm. that so it is quite a struggle and i think 
the thing is with Leicester right now is that you're too good to be in the championship, as it's quite evidently when you play yeah. Blackburn, but you need to have a bit of tweaks to be a WSL team as well. I think we need to, yeah, I think we need to look at ourselves because I'm looking at the game there. 1 0 virtually up until 79, 80th minute. And then it just literally collapsed from that point on. And it was just a case of like, oh, please just blow the final whistle, you know. And But in fairness to the women, they didn't give up. They, uh, they, they, they you know, they gave it their all, um, more so than the men, in, in, in fairness. But yeah, it's going to be a, a, a long, hard season on the, on the ladies' side of things as well. But let, and you let's need to talk... think of as well, just before you continue, is that, I'm looking at the your team, what you did play against um, Man City. You you lost out on your best striker anyway. She's actually a former Manchester United player, Jess Sigworth. She's right. currently on an ACL. So that's always going to play a big factor that you've not got your main goal scorer. And yeah. Natasha Flint, she's a, yeah. a big miss for the team. And when you've not got them senior players in the team and you've got a fairly young young team like you've got one of our youth players in there actually Carrie Jones um I can see that you are trying to change things up every game but I think you need that uh, for me in my opinion you need to have a consistent formation and a cons- a bit of more of a consistent starting 11 as well yes. so it's yes. more structure for the team yeah uh, well, like I say, it, it, it's a longish, it's a marathon, not a sprint, as they always say. You yeah. know, when I say that, I'm like, after like you know, one game left to play, you can tell me to shut up. Uh, but let, let's put a smile on your face. Uh, top of the league, Man United women four, Brighton and Home Albion women nil. I mean, you didn't pick, your, pick yourself to be doing this well this season. I predicted third for us to finish at the end of the season. Mm. Uh, that's still uh, that'll be the highest we've ever finished if we do finish third. Um, mm. when I look, Brighton have a good side to play against, and they can be sometimes a bit hard to get into. Um, but the thing is, is what I've noticed differently about Man United this season compared to last season, they're, they're one of them teams now where like I want to finish this game off in the first half and end it like that. Yeah. Uh, um, whereas last season we was playing for a one one nil win, and you could tell the hunger and the fight. We've got the squad depth, what I think is the best I've I've ever seen for Manchester United because we've always had, uh, like yeah, I think there's like a you can have up to twenty six players, and we've always had like twenty three or twenty two. Um, we get a fair bit of injuries throughout the season. Like we've got one currently on an ACL. Uh, who's our, our who was our main centre back? And we had, I think, at one point we only had one centre back last season, and we had to play a defensive midfielder as a centre back and a box to box midfielder because the a defensive midfielder was injured. So we literally had one defender. Or we actually had one centre back, and we had to play a box to box midfielder as a centre back. That's how bad our injuries got. And I think we we we've got as well. We're looking at players who have got that bit of, how can I say, they've got some bit of winning mentality in them. Like Mm. one of the players who scored, Adriana Leon, she's won the Olympics. That's something you can say, brilliant. And Paris, she's recently won the Euro. She's won 
the Champions League, she's won the WSL, she's won the FA Cup. You can literally look at Nikita Paris and go, what haven't you won? Yeah. Um, yeah. And you've got one of my favourite England players from the uh, Euros, Ella Toon. Yeah. Uh, uh, for me, she's one of the best young players in the WSL by a long shot. Mm. Um, the way she plays... It's so good to watch the way she gets into narrow spaces, score two goals as well in the yeah. game, her first two goals of the season. But there's one who I do like who we did sign is May Letizia, a defender. We bought her from Brighton. She's only 19 years old. And I generally look at her and think, you would not think she was 19 years old. She literally no. plays like she's in a prime, like she's 27. That's yeah. how good she is. And I mean, you said earlier about finishing you know, teams off in the first half. It was 3-0 at half-time. Hmm. Now, we know, you know, <laughs> it's not the end of the game, but it, it, it was as good as, isn't it? 3-0 at half-time, you would be disappointed if you didn't come away with the three points. Exactly. And this is the thing, what... Because we're... I'm Manchester United, we've got, like... We speak to the players, we speak to the manager, and we've said to Matt Skinner, like, we need to look at goal difference, goal difference, mm. because especially in this kind of league, you need to look at the likes of Brighton. I'm sorry to say, even Leicester. You need to look yeah. at, um, as well, um, I'm looking at, you need to look at Reading as well, who we beat uh, quite comfortably. In. I, I even say that you would look at... Um, Liverpool looked to Rodriguez and go, right, we need to get as many goals as we can because it. if you look two seasons ago, we was literally a goal difference was why we finished fourth. And that's what we need to do. We need to aim and continue further onto that goal difference. So the only problem is, is that even with one three nil first half and we're like, okay, we've, we can drop off a little bit now with three goals up. Do, does it matter if we concede? That's what it, the kind yeah, of yeah. thing that I got off United. Because realistically, if you got three nil, if that was Serena who was playing, she'd be like, "Right, I want six nil now." Yes, yeah. And I just don't think Matt Skinner had had that. It's like, oh yeah, three nil, brilliant, well done, everyone. That's fine, mm. but you need to aim that a little bit more further. And I'm I'm just a bit more cautious about goal difference more than anything because we need to be. As I say, we need to be beating the better te- the best teams as well of the Arsenal's and Chelsea's. Well, that's what worried me with with, with Leicester just to go back because it, it wasn't a four nil game and obviously it was a four nil game because that was the score. But yeah. you know what I mean, you know. And to say that it was one nil up until virtually the 80th minute and one that would have been fine. But we then just like I say that could come back and bite us on our bum at the end of the season because it's there's going to be two or three teams I think they are going to be down there. And if we do stay up again like last season, it was one point that saved us. Could be by the skin of our teeth with goal difference. We've got to stop conceding, you know, so many, you know, just we just seem to turn off and it's you don't you fight to the end. I mean, Mike says here he needs to watch some WSL. You do, Mike. It is, I, I really enjoy it. I got into it with the Euros, and you know, you, you, you take it as it is. It's not, you know, you're not necessarily gonna. Well, I've got to say, I was about to say, you're not gonna necessarily see Ronaldo out there, but I've seen some lovely touches and lovely play from some other women. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some fantastic players in the mm. WSL, and I know we're going to touch on to them when the teams, when the players come, the teams come. But like Sam Kerr for one, Frank Kerber, mm. um, Vivian Miedemar, Stina Blackstinius, their team, uh, players from rival teams of Manchester United this season, of who you look at and go, that's they're absolutely beautiful in terms of how they play and. You look at Man City as well. Um, oh, crap. Who am I thinking for Man City now? Lauren Hemp. That <laughs> <laughs> was bad timing. <laughs> Lauren Hemp. I'll go with Lauren Hemp. Um, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> uh, moving on <laughs> very quickly. Uh, talking about. Um, not conceding silly goals and what have you. Um, you know it's not your day when you lose 3-1, the opposition score all four goals, and the last one's in the 95th minute. Um, but that was Everton. Um, Chelsea put them to the sword. I mean, Chelsea, we know how good Chelsea are at the women's football. Um, European champions last season, WSL champions, are they going to do it again this season? You know, I mean, again, I didn't see the game, but looking at the, the scoreline, it, it seemed to be sort of one way. Yeah. Uh, the thing is with Chelsea, even I they played Chelsea, that's how good they are. Like, mm. Man United's never even won a game against Chelsea ever since, wow. they've, since they've come. That's how good they are. And they've got literally world-class players all over that pitch. That one who scored an own goal, she's literally just won the Champions League with Leon, and she's come to Chelsea. Um, you've got uh, Melly Bright, Euro champion, uh, Euro champion player, Eve Perisic, uh, Champions League player, uh, semi-finals player for the Euro, Erin Cuthbert, best player in Scotland, uh, Lauren James breaking into the England squad, still on the very young. You've literally got a world-class player in every single position in that Chelsea squad. You can even when you look at Chelsea's bench, what what they had, that bench could even get you top four or top three. That's how good the the bench is. And um, I know when Roman Abramovich used to be the owner for Chelsea, he usually used to actually invest in his own money to the Chelsea squad, so he could have they could have the best. Mm. So they, they literally have, and Emma so- Hayes is a fantastic manager. So just going to, uh, and you've just reminded me, I meant to ask this to you when we were talking Man United, because um, not all the clubs are owned by the, you know, the, the main club, say main clubs, that's, that sounds condescending, it's not meant to be, but not all the clubs are owned by the um, Premier League version of the clubs, if you like. Are Man United owned by the Glaziers? Yeah, they're owned by the Glaziers, and... Um, we had the sixth highest budget in the league oh. in the summer. The sixth, and you look at that and think that's really poor because you look at you look at how much do you, Manchester United will make billions, won't they? In shirt yeah. sales, um, in terms of revenue, the mega st- all sorts, they will make absolutely billions. And from the WSL table, Manchester United will probably have easily probably be the richest, if not the second richest team in that in that league. Mm. So you you look at it and think you should be investing a little bit more. If if we if we if they actually invested properly, we could have been a, a Champions League club by now. Yes. Cause I I only realised the other day that 
if the if the main again, yeah, I don't, I'll say main clubs, but you know, I'm not being patronising or, or, or no. condescending when I'm saying that. But that, and it certainly it happened with, with Leicester because we'd bought the women's team that helped us with the FPL. Sorry, the FFP is what I meant to say. <laughs> this gin's really good, you know? <laughs> even though most of it went down with chest earlier. Um, but yeah, but we got, you know, we we it, we were allowed a little bit more, you know, give because we'd bought a women's team. So, are you as happy? I mean, obviously, uh, uh, you're not happy with the Glazers and the men's team. Uh, from that, what you're saying, you're not a lot happier with them the way they are with the women's team. No, I think the Glazers have always been poor with the women's side. Don't know if you was aware, but they actually scrapped the women's team in 2005. Mm-hmm. Scrapped oh, it completely. And um, wow. we brought it back in 2018. Typical, because they probably thought, oh, yeah, it's getting big now. Might get a bit of something out of it. Yeah. Because um, that's the only thing what I think goes through their minds is obviously money. Um, mm. we This is what annoys me about Manchester United as well. Since January last year... We're still looking for a, um, a head of development for our women's team. Uh-huh. We haven't found a head of development, and that's other things you've got to blame upon. Um, sixth highest budget. Like you look at it and think Tottenham having a higher budget. You, uh, mm. Man City, Man City probably, Chelsea probably, Arsenal. We should be on the level with Arsenal in terms of budget. Yeah. Reading having a higher budget and. That's something where you look at and think, Reading a higher budget, who's actually a current championship club. Mm. I, I, I mean, I don't obviously, you know, know the full ins and outs of the workings of all the other teams, you know, male or or female. But you know, you 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 would look at the way the games are going now, and I think if any club doesn't realise what can be gained by having a women's team. And it's two-way. I mean, it's two-way because, yes, obviously the owners and the clubs will get it, but also it will help develop the, the, the women's game as well. Definitely. I'll look at Man United as well because we formed the same year as Real Madrid. Because oh. um, Real Madrid only formed this quite recently too. I think out of the, I think we're probably one of the youngest teams in terms of when they formed in the, in the league. And Real Madrid, after two seasons, got into the Champions League. And I look at that and think, is it because of their they've got twenty teams in their league in the in the women's in the women's La Liga? So I look at it and think, is it the fact that they've invested, or is it the lack of that that there's lack of there's there's lack of how can I say competition? But mm. if a team's only formed in twenty eighteen, you wouldn't expect them to be a Champions League club so quickly either. No, no. But then I suppose, like you said, it, it, a lot of it, it could be the competition. But when United, I would say, from only being formed in 2018 to where you are now, mm. I'm sure there's teams that were formed before Man United that you've sort of passed on the way up, if you like. Yeah, Liverpool, Reading, mm. Tot- Tottenham used to be a Champions League club. Everton was... Roundabout there, Liverpool, I think, won the league many mm. a time ago. Birmingham was a, a was a top four team once upon a time ago as well. So we definitely surplused, surplused a lot of them teams. But I think when you've been there, then it's like getting on to five years, I think. And we haven't won a trophy since we've won the championship. So it's like we want that little bit more now. 
Yes, yes. Moving on to Tottenham. Um, I mean, Liverpool, I mean, again, it was an own goal, an early own goal that, from Liverpool that gave Tottenham the three points. I I wasn't sure because, I mean, I, mean, I, fell, I fell into this trap when I was watching the Euros, is that, again, I rated the women's teams by how good the men's teams were. <laughs> so I expected sort of, I suppose, you know, um, I can't think Reading of an example crap. now. Sorry? Reading to be crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, but Liverpool only just coming up, but they've not done bad since they've come up. I mean, they, they beat Chelsea on the opening day. Mm. I think for me, Liverpool's been a bit of hit and miss because they've got a good team. Like they've got some brilliant players there, but the mm. the the thing is, I look at Tottenham, who they played. They basically played eleven defensive players on that pitch, eleven. Like their their winger Ashley Neville is a fullback, and the player is a winger. Spence, who they played up front, is a wing is a is a is a defender. Mm. Um, it's like they literally played out for a draw or a one goal win. Um, whereas with Liverpool, the thing is, what I found with Liverpool, and I think it will, Chelsea's not been too good so far. But once they get into form and they played how they did against, if they Liverpool played how they get played against Everton against Chelsea further on when they're when they've picked up a bit, yeah. They will get battered with the way they're playing because they're playing too high up. They're not allowing no one to. Uh, they're not allowing anyone to fall, play back. So for someone, and that's cost a lot of counter-attacking goals. And um, you can't play like that, especially when you've got pacey wingers, pacey strikers who's willing to go on counter-attacks. That that said, since that opening day one win, they've lost two Liverpool. So maybe they 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 they've peaked early. But Tottenham, I mean, they're sat there sort of. Well, it's early days, but but, but say they've won two. But you, you you take any win, don't you, if it comes your way? Definitely, and they've got a good some good players there though as well. Tottenham, like I've mentioned, Spence. Um, She's recently won the league because she went from Chelsea. This is the mm. thing you'll see a lot of players coming from rival teams. Um, another one, uh, Neville, who I've already mentioned, she's probably one of the best fullbacks in the league. Um, another, oh, trying to think of some, Amy Turner, she's a former Manchester United player. She's come back to the league and she was considered probably one of our best centre backs. So they've got some great players in there, but it's about how you're going to use them as well. Yeah. North London rivalry, I presume Arsenal are the better team, Arsenal women than Tottenham women. Or am I am I Easily. correct in assuming that? Easily. They've already played, I think, to Arsenal won 4-0 or something the last game. Wow. I'm looking at the game here, Arsenal away to Reading. And I think this is the difference when I look at these games. It's obviously, at the moment, I'm looking at Reading. They're down there with us. So, you know... They're only losing by the odd goal, and we're losing by by like four. Um, was that were you surprised that it was only one nil, or would you have expected that to be more? To be honest, I was pretty surprised it was one nil. I wanted that. I wanted 
two goals or less for Arsenal because if it was obviously two goals or less, we would have been on top of the league. So thank you, Reading. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd thank Reading for something, but no. um, the thing is with Reading, they can switch it up. They're a very, very tough side to play against at times. They've got right. um, some very experienced defenders, very physical defenders as well. And what can I say? And I think that Reading was able to break down Arsenal very quickly. And I think Arsenal probably over over expected what they was doing with with Reading because mm. I think it's very hard to estimate Reading. You can't go in and think Reading's gonna play like this because they'll play they play different every single game. Like they got a win against Chelsea. I think that was them and Arsenal was the only two teams Chelsea lost last season. Wow. Wow. Well, that 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 was all the games. It is sort of um, splitting up the the the, the table now. And I, again, I don't want to really do this, but I'm going to go and have to. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since I got that noise out of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, never online. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> moving, moving on, moving on. We won't talk key rings either. Um, how good does that look for you? You must be happy. Just perfect, absolutely perfect. Three, uh, three game, three wins. But we've had easy games. Let's be real. But our test now is going to be in November when we play Chelsea. That will show how much we've improved as a team because we've got used next week. Then we've got Everton. Then we've got Chelsea. So it's gonna be a tough one, but we need to gain um, as much points as possible. And like you're right, I am, I am buzzing. Like, but I can't get my hopes up too quick. Um, but us and Arsenal, we've we've not even conceded a goal. Um, mm. Perfect nine points as well. You can't really ask for much more, can you? To be honest, off the team, you can't. You can't, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that game. <laughs> when Man United play Leicester, I don't think you want to be. No, I, there was a, there was just a tad of a hint of sarcasm in my comment there. To be honest, I will probably be watching it from behind the settee. <laughs> if you haven't conceded, and the the way that we're conceding at the moment, you We've scored got the best ten goalkeeper in the league. Sorry. We've got the best goalkeeper in the league. Well, you, you've all, yeah. I mean, you've 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 got ten goals. Uh, I mean, when when do you play Arsenal? Because that's going to be a cracker. That's actually the game after at uh, Chelsea. Is it? Uh, that, <laughs> so we've got think... Chelsea. We've got Chelsea at home. Then Red. Uh, then Arsenal away. And then we've got <laughs> Aston Villa. <laughs> I mean, looking at that there, and you, you say you've had easy games, but they sometimes can be the hard ones to win. Because you expected to win, you know, and it was almost like when we played City that you know we were kind of say, well, it's almost like a free hit, but you don't want to lose, like say four nil and what have you. Um, but the three that you've got there in the top, would you say it's going to be the battle between those three? I don't think we'll be in the title race, if you want my opinion. Um... Because I think we'll definitely lose Chelsea home and away. 
because we mm. don't really have that mentality of we need to beat this team. But um, I think it's a tough one because Arsenal was unbeaten until I think it was December last year, last season, and then yeah. I left. Oh, was it January, December or January? And it was a it was a loss that they shouldn't have really lost. And then they was drawing a couple of games, and that helped Chelsea creak up. So you never really know in terms of this Arsenal team. And the thing is with Arsenal as well, they haven't really bought anyone. Uh, they've only bought two players in the summer transfer window, whereas Chelsea's um, whereas Chelsea's invested massively into this squad. They've mm. got. Champions League, league win. They've got a winning mentality all over that pitch. Well, let's just have a look. We go. I know. I know it's early days yet, but I do. I do like a good compare. Me. Um, let's have a look where you said. Whoops. Where you said people were going to end up. Um, so you had you had Chelsea. Hey, I had I had Man United as third. Possibly. You did, you did. In fairness, <laughs> Chelsea top, Arsenal, and then Man United, which are the top three at the moment. They're the top yeah. three at the moment. Uh, Manchester City there. Unfortunately, at the other end, you had yeah Leicester. I've got to be honest with you. I think I, all I can say is it's going to be a long, hard season for the women yeah. as well as the men. Uh, Everton down there and Liverpool down there. I mean, maybe the Man United and Everton, you've got the wrong way around. But apart from that, even at this early early doors, you're not a million miles off with those. Not really, no. I'm looking at the current table itself. Um, Villa's, maybe I'd be a bit harsh on Villa. Maybe they could be a little bit higher, to be fair. But I don't know. Um because they're, they're all looking quite well. I've actually got West Ham in the correct position as well. <laughs> <laughs> and Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we will see. Like you said, is that the, I, I presume that the WSL is going on during the World Cup? Yes, it will be. So the majority of the games, what when it's the um, while it's Qatar World Cup. The game played in the men's grounds, so Man United is playing their home game against Aston Villa at Old Trafford. Then we'll be playing Man City at the Etihad. Um, Le- I think Leicester play all their games at King Power. Well, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. Reading play all their games at their ground, their men's ground as well. I don't know what their grounds called to be yeah. honest. So, yeah. but I think the majority of the the WSL will be playing at the men's ground because I'm. Sh- I'm sure Arsenal Arsenal are actually playing against us at their ground as well in November. Not too sure if the World Cup's on then as well. Um, I, mean, I mean, Leicester, in fairness, we tend, we've played all our games so far, home games anyway, obviously, at the King Power. Yeah, that's where you usually play. Mm. Um, I think that's pretty good. But the, the downfall is with Leicester, which a lot of United fans have found, is that, thank you, Mike, is that... Um, Leicester wouldn't give Man United an away stand. Even though it's played at a men's ground, they wouldn't give an away stand to us. Wow. Do do you not like sitting with Leicester? Do we smell? No. I have a problem with sitting with rival fans, but I think it can cause a bit of disruption, in my opinion. Mm. Like um, A couple of my friends who I do pods with, they went to West Ham away and West Ham wouldn't give us an away stand 
and then there was nearly a fight because yeah. there was a misinterpretation what happened at the ground and they're the kind of things you want to avoid and there's yeah. a reason and I always say is how can you grow the women's game if you're not going to give it away stand I mean, all you've got to do is cover a set of tickets, a set of seats, and make it separate, yeah. don't you? Yeah, you but know. the King Power will always have that way stamp from the men's. I suppose, from the King Power's point of view, yes, they have got a standard away section, but when it's when it's and obviously all these um, all the games are filmed for the FA. Uh, I actually wrote to the FA to say, um, "Are we allowed to show the uh, the games live? You know, on 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 a YouTube channel?" And they sent me this amazing thing back with about all, basically not answering the question at all. But um, but I suppose when they've got they seem to have sort of one camera that they use, unless it's been obviously covered by Sky or, or you know uh, Amazon BT whatever. But when it's just being covered by the FA, they seem to have the one camera, so that they need as many fans, I suppose, opposite the to make it look reasonably full. But they could easily, like you say, easily make a, an away section. Mm-hmm. That's what the problem is, isn't it? Like uh, at first, Arsenal was refusing to give Man United away stand, and uh, mm. a couple of our people contacted Ian Wright. Um, on Twitter and said like this is out of order because Ian Wright is a big advocate, isn't he? Isn't he for the yes. women's game? And yes, Ian Wright even said this isn't right. I'll speak to Arsenal, and then a few days later we got an away stand. Wow, we've been requesting for an away stand from Man City since August when they released the tickets. They only gave us an away stand last week. I, I I'm surprised that it it isn't just standard. You know that you've got a you know it's an away team coming. Um, I know it's the ladies, and you, you know the, the you would hope the supporters are not quite the same idiots sometimes as the men. But yeah, you, know, you look at it, you think it's so easy to make an away section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just put it to one side of the of the of the stand and put you know tarpaulin over a few seats between anyway. Hey, look, we're fans. We talk sense. We don't expect football clubs and the FA to talk sense, do we? I suppose. And I suppose you look in a way like if we play, obviously play Brighton, didn't we, the other day at home? Mm. I doubt like people would travel all the way to Brighton to come to watch a game in Wigan, I suppose. You'd probably get like three people doing it. That's true. That's true. Mike says he'll be loud in that Leicester away end on the 8th of November when they play us in the cup. Yeah, but you won't be allowed to take your sheep in, Mike. That's the difference. <laughs> You'd have to leave it outside. <laughs> he knows I'm joking. He knows I'm joking. Um, I wish. I so wish I still had the sheep sound effect, but I haven't at the moment. But did you delete right. it? Sorry? Did you delete it? No, I, I just don't use it anymore, <laughs> to be honest with you. There's, there's some things some things you can only use so often and then it's never quite the same. And then other things you can just use sort of over and over again and it, they'll, they'll never stop, you know, they'll just never stop being funny. Um, and I can't think, I'm just trying to... Um, where is it? Ah, you like this one. <laughs> Yeah, something you can never delete. You can never delete. <laughs> you can. 
<laughs> I know you'll never delete that, and I still want commission. <laughs> yeah, I can't afford you. You'll be sending me bankrupt. Maisie, thank you so much for for coming on today. Next week, hopefully, um, <laughs> Pike said he's well behaved. He'll sit outside. <laughs> I tell you what, mate, if you can bring down a blue shirt, we'll put him on. Maybe he could play for Leicester. <laughs> he might win us a game. Amazing. Thank you so much. Next week, hopefully, Lou is going to be back. So she's been working this week, bless her. So uh, I should be outnumbered next week. But um, thank you so much for coming on. Like I do say, your links are in every single uh, YouTube. It's there permanently for your channels. But the only girl I know with two underscores. Please tell people where they can find you. Thanks for having me on, Chris. It's been a great show. Um, my YouTube channel is Devils United. Manchester United content for men and women's football. Doing a bit of sporting content on there as well. So you can check that out through there. And my Twitter is don't be like Chris. Put the two underscores. MUFC maze. <sighs> You know, oh, let me click the right button there. I was looking at myself and I was thinking, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start, get your lipstick out, start doing your makeup. <laughs> you don't yet, do not forget those two underscores. Maisie, I really do appreciate your time. Uh, have a good week. Great, get over onto that channel. You're monetized now, so congratulations Thank on you. that. Well done on that. And um, I'm sure we'll speak before, but if not, hopefully, fingers crossed, all well, see you next week. Um, I hope you don't hate me too much when Man United batter you. To be honest with you, I, I, I actually, I feel like we should be sponsored by Ben's Fish and Chip Shop because we get battered wherever we go. Plus to get battered everywhere they go. I can't can't deny it. The only only good thing about the season so far, men or women, is the fact that Forrest are down there with us in the men's men's league. And that means you'll have to play against each other again in the championship next year. (laughs) Well, I was talking to Dan earlier. We had Dan on doing a preview, a review, sorry, of um, of the EPL. And uh, I said we'll, we'll be like ships that pass in the night because they'll come back up and we'll go back down. You joke, you joke, but it's <laughs> we're getting ready for it, I tell you. All the best, Maisie. Thank you very much. See you next week. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for Maisie for coming on. Um, fountain of all knowledge when it comes to uh, women's football. Make sure you get over to her uh, site and give it a subscribe. Mike, thanks very much, mate, for being in. That's another great channel. Get over there. Mike Green, if you like your darts, like I always say, I don't get to the point of it, but if you do like your darts, he does some great, fantastic dart content. And dark? (laughs) Did I say dark? I said dart content. Um... (laughs) And, uh, uh, and and it's great. I mean, as I say, I, I'm not a, I'm not a darts fan, but if you do like your darts, that's your guy, Mike Green on uh, YouTube. Uh, I will see Maisie next Monday. I will see you guys tomorrow at seven o'clock for the preview show, and then at nine o'clock for the prediction show. Um, it's nearly Halloween. Oh yeah! Happy Halloween. Do try not to die.
thanks for watching. And if you've been listening on your favourite podcast platform, thank you for lending me your ears. You can have them back now. Good night. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.